Hello and welcome to From Fear to Fire, Secrets to Overcome Fear, Embrace Your Gifts, and Achieve Success. This is the place where real people share real challenges, where you can find a common bond and uncommon wisdom through their journeys to help you move from fear to fire. I am Heather Hansen O'Neill. I am your host today, as always, and I am very thrilled to be with you and to bring another outstanding guest. But of course, you know, I always start with a quote. And today's quote is by George Bernard Shaw. Life isn't about finding yourself. Life is about creating yourself. Today, we have Therese Skelly, who works with mission-driven people who are committed to making a difference. They know they are sitting on a gold mine, but often feel the pain of knowing that they are in their own way. A former psychotherapist and marketing consultant, Therese focuses on helping her clients show up and be fiercely and steadfastly present to create their dream business and life. Working on the subtle level of energy and emotion, she supports them step into their work their soul calls them to do. And so I am really excited about this because, you know, probably as you're you're hearing me right now, I could basically be almost talking about myself, right? We're like soul sisters here. So I think we're going to have a great conversation. Welcome. Hello, Teresa. How are you doing? I'm so delighted to be here. Yay. Well, I'm delighted to have you. Thank you. Now, we have, after... Teresa and I had an amazing conversation when we met, and we were all over the place. So there's a good chance we're going to hit a lot of avenues here as well, and I think you're going to love every one of them. But before we do any of that, how about you give us just a little bit of background information for our listeners who don't know you as well as I do? Yeah, well, you know, I love that quote. I'm like, that's right, creating myself. I'm like, I'm the perfect little poster child for that. <laughs> so I started out as a psychotherapist. I did that for lots and lots and lots of years. In 2001, I decided to go to life coaching school. And as a life coach, I went to a networking meeting. And back then, I said, I was a coach. And they said, what, golf or tennis? Like, that's how long <laughs> I was, right? And so from there, I got on the newsletter of this, of this the coaching company. And in 2004, there was an ad that said, business coaches want it. And this is what you have to know. This is kind of a funny story. My soul said, oh, you have to apply. And my head is like, help me or wait, what are you talking about? Because I have a master's degree in counseling. I was a psychotherapist for lots of years. I have an undergraduate in criminal justice. And yes, Heather, I have been a prison guard. Not a lot of people can say that. And so, I did not know that. Yes, I'm defying. But did you notice there was nothing in there about business? I never took a business course, never read a business book. I thought Excel was a phone company. I didn't I didn't understand what a PL was. I you know, and so so I get this like crazy you're supposed to apply for this business coaching job. And thank God, literally my hands are on the keyboard and my head's going, wait, wait, what the hell are you doing? And then <laughs> boom, the next day I'm a business coach. And so it was a crazy, two things happened. I listened to my soul for the first time that I really was aware of, of like, this is weird, something's drawing me here. Like I had that moment of like, oh, whoa, you know, another portal's opening. I had that and then, I was, it's like, I just, I just got thrown in the pool with my floaties on, right? Because I knew nothing. And so the journey has been so interesting because I didn't have a corporate background. I didn't have a business background. And so I work with service-based business owners, usually women. 
And I know what it's like to not know how to sell or to not know how to talk about what you do or not know how to own your value and make money. Oh my God. Like I literally have been the poster child for, uh uh-huh, uh-huh, been there, done it, uh uh-huh, solved it, figured it out. And then along the way, um, the husband decided he didn't any longer want to be married. And this happened, which prompted the, re- the recession and then a um, bankruptcy and, you know, loss of home and my car and, blah, you know, so it's been a really crazy, interesting journey. But through it all, I have this crazy entrepreneurial spirit that's like, you will never quit. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. There's no getting a job for you, girlfriend. So that's my soul's path is like, I'm, I just am always saying yes to this thing that I consider it a mission. Like this is an absolute mission for me. So I love that. And you know, there's so many different things here. And one of them is, is just how I believe that we're called to do certain things Mm -hmm. and we shush those voices often if they don't feel comfortable or you don't understand them. Um, but when they become insistent and they start waking you up in the middle of the night or, you know, poking at you, yep. <laughs> then you, you really got to listen at some point. Right. Yep. But the, the most amazing things happen from that. Now, I also have to. OK, you have to understand the name of the show is From Fear to Fire. Mm-hmm. So I am not going to let you just totally gloss oh, over the in, whole, girl. No, like, no. <laughs> you know. Oh, and then there was this whole like bankruptcy, crazy oh, yeah, yeah. divorce thing. Okay, and then I'm like, uh-uh, we're going back to that. I'm happy to do that. No worries, no worries. So, what do you think would was like the biggest lesson during that chaotic time of your life yeah. when you through so many changes at the same time? What was the thing you took away that you might want to share here? Can I have like three? Because there's there you can much. have yeah. three. Yeah, <laughs> you can't make this girl pick one. So uh-uh. one fascinating. Um, you know, as a therapist, and I and I know a lot. Like I'm really a smart person, and I'm very self-aware. And I heard myself. I think my son was 12. We were driving by a sort of an affluent area in town, and I said to him, "You know, honey, um, if I get married again, uh, maybe the man will make enough." money and we could be we could have membership at that like that country club and he just looks at me and he goes or why don't you make the money oh, I and Heather that. it was like holy shit there is a Cinderella living in me so that's number one so number mm-hmm. one is as much as I did mindset and understood myself there was an unconscious part in me that literally was like a little center because I think you know you're we're close close in age Mm -hmm. we have been socialized that somebody's going to save us some man's going to save us some job's going to save us some government something's going to save us and so part of it so that I literally had to go to therapy I when I when I fall I'm like oh oh hell no (laughs) like no 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 so I went to (laughs) linguistic programming and I'm like I gotta rewire how women are with money because I inherited some really funky beliefs about it. So that was the first one is the awareness of, even though I had done since 18, I have been doing personal growth work, right? So I had 25 years under my belt, plus being a therapist. And I had no freaking idea that little Cinderella is like waiting for some man. <laughs> like, oh my oh, gosh. That but pissed you know me off. That was ugly. Of right? course it did. But how cool that your son oh, yeah. oh, saw yeah. the strength Absolutely. in you that maybe you didn't even realize. <laughs> and, or the truth, like where women could just do it because he wasn't socialized with what you right. were, right? Awesome. So, 
So that was that. And then when I was going through the bankruptcy and it literally was, it was, it was pretty hellacious up to that point. It was the hardest thing I ever went through because nobody's, you know, I was raised a good girl. We don't just walk away from our, our obligations. And mm -hmm. so to have tried everything and it, you know, it was the, the recession. Um, they weren't, the, the system was kind of rigged basically. They, they, weren't, they weren't trying to help you keep your home. They were like, no, let's just let you foreclose. I mean, it was, it was really, it dragged on. It was horribly, horrible, painful time. Mm. And I literally would lay in bed at night and I, I didn't know how I could keep going. Cause I'm just like, I mean, my lowest, I made $700 in a month and I'm a single mom. I have two kids, hungry boys. Right. And I'm just yeah. like, uh, and they saw me that there's a lot of my pain is that, like they saw the trauma I went through right they they saw me not be present they saw me cry all the time you know I mean I was I was just devastated and so I remember I would lay there at night and you know like the devil angel on your shoulders kind of thing and there was this part of me that would be like I can't do it I can't do it you know that like save me oh my god and this other part that would say get up get up and it was so like Oh, and so what I discovered in me is I'm unstoppable. I'm like, and I didn't know that before that. Like, so, so to me, I've had a couple times in my life where I've literally, I've lost a lot. Like, there's been a lot of deaths and, you know, some grief and loss. And when you have nothing left to lose, like when, would they literally come and take your freaking car away? It's like, mm. okay, you know, I don't give a shit anymore. I mean, I'm just, I'm like, I, okay, okay. And it's, and I was aware of it. we played by these good girl rules. Well, I don't want to be seen as a, a person and oh, what am I credit? And oh, and I had all this shame. But but there was a strength that was like, no, no, you're gonna get up and you're gonna freaking keep doing you will not get a job. You will put one foot and it was like, oh, I didn't know. So it was kind of it was it was a hellacious time and a crazy, powerful, amazing time as well. You know, it always is. There's oh. rarely a story where there's one without the other. Yes, that's such a great point. That's right. Yeah, and and so I'm so glad that you you found that strength within you to move forward, so that you can then help other people. Like, and I was just having a conversation with someone earlier today about how we often end up teaching what we need to learn. So we go through these lessons, these terrible things, that so we can learn these lessons, so that we can share it with someone else. And so other people are grateful for the, the hellacious time that yeah. you had because well, you of know, the teachings. What was interesting is I, it was very shameful. You know, it was not a thing. I, I was, I had a lot, a lot of shame was the first, the first prevalent emotion for me. And I remember I was at a business retreat. I was a client and we were, you know, doing next year's big plan, you know, write your year. And, and I burst into tears and I said, I, I can't even like, I feel like such a fraud. Like here I am, because I was a business coach, right? I'm supposed to teach people to make money and I messed up mine. Like here I am, I've just lost my house, just declaring bankruptcy, lost my car. How in the hell am I ever going to be credible again? And, I, and a woman turned to me, a fellow participant, and she said, actually, it's the opposite because you're actually more relatable. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, and it, in that moment, spirit was like, okay, you're talking about it. Cause I wasn't going to talk about it. So two days later, I like, I reach out to my assistant and go, yeah, we're going to have a telesummit. It's called breakdown to break free. And I invited six and seven figure business owners and we told our stories. And mm -hmm. I actually had a woman say to me, I was going to commit suicide, but because of your telesummit, I had hope. Uh, 
Super powerful. Yeah. So powerful. So powerful. And what a lesson. I had a similar lesson like that about how, you know, you try to, you have this feeling like you have to be the one if you're in this industry, you have to be doing it right. And you have to be like, you know, know all this stuff and you don't, you so don't. And your people are much more drawn to uh, the authenticity of it. Mm -hmm. That's, that's amazing. Mm -hmm. So now, you know, there's a lot of emotion and you've mentioned energy. Uh, is that some of what you use when you help other these women that you that are your clients? Do you talk about energy and emotions and, and what do you share with them to help them? That's a great question. So here's what I know. Most of us are really smart and we really want it badly, right? And none of us are out there, none of us want to be couch potatoes. You know, how many of, I know I've spent probably a hundred thousand dollars on coaching and mentoring and training and self-help. You know what I mean? We all try really hard. And so people come to me and they're like, God, it's, it's not, I'm not where I want to be. And so what I know, Heather, and you know, again, our work is pr- probably very similar. Mm-hmm. Um, there's so much unconscious. Like that's why I told you the story of like the little Cinderella inside me. I have no idea. There's so much unconscious Yes. blocks or we're carrying things you know there's a, story, a study of epigenetics that says you didn't just inherit your mommy's beautiful blue eyes right you also inherited your grandfather's tragedy and you inherited your grandmother's anger problem and you inherited you know four generations back you know blah 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 blah, blah. and so yeah. I'm aware that we have brought in so much with us that most people don't know that and most people most people give strategy like, Oh, here, you know, here's your marketing plan. Here's how to, here's how to write that copy or here's how to sell. But if you have you, I'll give you an example. I have had a number of women. It's crazy. Um, cause what I do is I pick up a pendulum, right? Cause I get, I am very intuitive. And so I just know, and the pendulum sort of confirms and the pendulum will tell me like, Oh, wow, something happened at age seven or, and sometimes I'm guided like, what was your birth story? Like, tell me the story. And it's like, oh, I don't know. I'm like, no, there's something that happened at birth. And they'll say, oh yeah, my father tried to kill my mother when I was pregnant or when she was pregnant with me. Like, eh, ding, 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 you know, or yeah. I had another woman that she in the birth canal was turned. So she came out hands first mm. and just like ripped her mother up, like really very bad. And so she, beautiful woman, was like, I discovered that when I show up, people get hurt. Now, she didn't know that consciously. So she messed up every single thing. She, she had to sabotage her business, sabotage every single thing, because there was that belief in her that I hurt people. Mm-hmm. And if you have stuff like that, those are just two little tiny examples just from birth trauma. There's so much that people, so that's kind of my magic. I can just go, whoa, okay then. Well, who knew? That's there. And this is how it's blocked you. Then I can release it and then help them step into like, well, what else would be, what would you prefer to, you know, like embody that next level piece of them? That's great. And I love what you're, um, what you're talking about is that when we release something, because I do a lot of similar work, it's it's how we go about it is different, but okay. there's a lot of being able to be conscious of beliefs and, and things that have held us back that weren't really ours to begin okay. with. Exactly. But, but when you do that and when you release something like that, you really do need to be conscious of the space and that you may need to create new habits and patterns to release old ones, right? Mm-hmm. So do you do you talk to them about that? Do you have any you know any assistance for that? 
new habits and patterns. I, I use the concept of who, who you are being because mm-hmm. there's a lot of, you know, I need to do this. These are my goals. Check the boxes. Yeah. But the work I do with, with people, it's kind of, I do everything inside out. So I still work with business women, but I'm not, I'm not crafting their marketing for them. I'm not teaching them to sell anymore. What I do is like, okay, you want this? Are you in alignment with, are you resonating with that? So we do the clearing piece of it. And then it's like, okay, who do you have to be with that? So then we basically call in the attributes, right? And let's say you have to be bolder. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe you're family cultural history is like shh don't talk about yourself I was raised Irish right you are you Irish but you're Irish um no. I kind of married into that yeah no. okay I, <laughs> I know I asked you that question but you look you know I'm like no there you have Irish around you anyway but you know the Irish like I was raised like don't be talking about you, you know don't don't be putting on airs so yeah. that's the message of playing small and so you can like yes I have to be, get visibility I have to be bold and then you go to do it like oh right so mm-hmm. then we have to like literally install that what would that be like what would it feel like and so then I kind of use some energy tools to kind of like okay well, what would that be like how would it how would you stand what would you say and I do kind of some future self-visioning because it's my idea is if you can imagine it, it's already done in some other existence it's, it's already done right I say it's not it's not going to happen it's inevitable for it to happen if you desire it so strongly so it's it's kind of like getting them aligned with who you're being and then making decisions from that place they're way better than what will sell kind of decisions, right? Oh, I love it. That is really powerful. It really is. And so if you're out there and you're listening, you pay attention, rewind, listen to it again. <laughs> because that's that's really good stuff. Um, so the the let's just for another moment spend a, a little time on this business side of it. So mm-hmm. if we have some um, entrepreneurs out there, some some female entrepreneurs, what do you think is um, one of the most common things? I mean, we're talking about you know the the conflict of interest between what you say you want. And some beliefs that that don't allow for that, right? But is there anything else that you can think of that's like a common issue that holds women back that they need awareness of? I think especially, you know, I say women over 40 generally. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't feel like we have been trained to own our value. Mm-hmm. And so we have still, in, we're still swimming in the water of the socialization that says you should give it away for less, or you should just, or you just don't take credit, or God forbid you brag about yourself, right? Like, like mm-hmm. I feel so, so it's like there's a part of us that I want y'all to step up and go, God dang, that was I'm like amazing. Like, can I just say I freaking rocked? Like, <laughs> we should, we should have those parties. We should have sisters that were like, okay. I want to hear, come on, come on, greatness, what happened? But instead we're like, eh, it's no big deal. No, oh, come on, no. You know, there's no I in team. Oh, good hell, I want to gag on that one, right? So <laughs> there, we, we are socialized with a lot of, you know, yes, be great, be a badass, boss, bitch, babe, whatever those the, whatever those young people call themselves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, go be that. And then there's the, shh, but not too much of it. And so there's literally this, we have, we just have not been taught to shine. We've not been taught to own our value and be, you know, like how many, I have a Facebook group called Fierce AF, right? Mm -hmm. Because women have not been taught to be fierce. They've not been taught to show up and own their space. They're like, 
is it okay? Is it okay? You know what I mean? And it's just, ah, it just makes me crazy. That's the concept. Because how many women, like, you know, you do a lot of speaking. When I speak to a women's group, I say, raise your hand if you've ever been told you're too intense. <laughs> I'll bet no man has ever been told they're too intense. Maybe some have. But it's generally a thing to to silence a woman. It's a little like, Psh, oh, 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 you're being, oh, you know what I mean? And so we've bought into it. And so then you're, you want to raise, raise money, raise kids. You want to be bold. You want to have your – and there's that little thing that's like, can I really say that? Is it all right? You know, so yeah. – there's a lot. Oh my gosh. It's so true. And here's another one. Hmm. I'm sorry. <laughs> How? Oh, like, oh my gosh. Yes, yes, yes. Leading with that. How many times? Apologizing for most of the things that we apologize for are not even something that you'd ever apologize for. Like you bump into me and I go, oh, I'm sorry. Like, what? Right. <laughs> I'm sorry my foot was in your way. Sorry. Yeah, I know. It's just. Ah, yes, that's why we have people like you and I doing the work, girlfriend. Right, right. And breaking the patterns. I mean, that's what we Absolutely. need to do. We need to break the patterns and, and allow for the space for each and every one of you out there listening to step into your greatness, right? Because we all have it within us. So um, I just, you you mentioned, and if you're comfortable, I want to just step back there for a moment because it seemed rather intense. You said that you went through a couple of major deaths and loss and all of that, um, and you were talking about overcoming grief. Now, I, I know that um, right now, um, and actually throughout our lives various times, there's there's a lot of grief in different ways, right? right? And so it's whether it's a loss of a relationship, it's a loss of a loved one, it's a loss of business, it's a loss in any capacity, there's grief grief attached to it. So do you want to tell a little bit about that and, yes. and what you might recommend for people? Yeah. So um, in 2015, my mother that was very healthy just dropped dead suddenly. Um, two weeks yeah. later, my father-in-law, who was dying, died. Um, and he was like a father to me. And then I ended up, I ended the relationship I was in. I stopped talking to a toxic family member. Um, and my son, one of my sons got very, very, very sick in January. So within three months, bleh, right. Um, that was, that was, especially in a sudden death, right. It was like, yes. the, oh, well, okay. He was dying. He had lung cancer. All right. I got to be there at the end. That's different than a sudden death because it, then you're just in shock for a year. Yeah. So everything just shut down. Everything just, I just, ah. And what was fascinating, so some lessons, I, I took the time off and, and I went back to work and, and I had, I, I love mastermind groups. I love powerful women in groups. And I remember this one group, they put me in the middle because they're, they're all coaches. You know, I have a lot of coaches and this one, one woman was a coach and a minister and she's like, can we put you in the center of the circle? And I'm like, okay. And, and they just all prayed with me and they just loved me. And I, and I thought, cause I came from a therapy background, right? Where you were separate and you, you had to keep a professional distance. And what I found is that falls away in grief. The roles fall away. The wait, but I'm supposed to be doing you wait. No, no, no. You're supposed to. And they just loved me. And when my son was really sick, another mastermind group I had, they would, they'd go, we'd do all the check-in. They'd say, okay, but we got to hear from you. Like, how's your son doing? 
Now, some people would not like that level of boundaries. You know, they have, they're maybe not comfortable with that. But for me, the like, we're all in it together. And mm. if somebody wants to love me up, I don't care if it's my clients or if they're, they're barista, like I'm going to take the love and I'm going to take the support. And it made them closer. It made them, it's like their group experience. It was very magical because they got to be on my grief journey with me and be a participant, not just a, oh, my poor coach. And, you know, she took three, four weeks off. It was like, they, they get to tend to me. So it was very, it was like, wow. And then I was doing fine, finally getting solid. And then my kid's dad died suddenly. Oh. That was when Heather, that just, I know we've talked about that. That mm -hmm. just, because it was not only my, he was like my best friend. I could still cry. <laughs> we were divorced, but we were like best friends. And um, when your children are just broken with grief, it's just harder, you know? So that was the one I call that one, the tsunami of grief. That just, I just, I had to surrender. And so what ended up happening is I realized because I would be there like, okay, I should, I should, I should do some selling or I should do some marketing. And the little voice would go, nah, your job is just to heal. And then my little voice would be like, but I need money. And the little voice would be like, shh, just need to heal. And what I came to is if I take care of myself, my life, my body, my energy, God takes care of my business. I'm always supported. There's always money, right? Something always happens that I have money. I'm always fine. And so it really taught me the lesson of, um, A, the bitch that grief is. I, I literally call it like, it's literally like a tsunami that can just raise, just, just, just everything, everything goes, right? Um, and it doesn't end. It's like, okay, well, day one, it's, you know, I should be this, or six months, I should be that. And, um, and so just to surrender, just to surrender, surrender, surrender. And it really can, I change on the other side of that. That's how I came out and I wrote, it's called the Fiercely Here Manifesto. Because at the other end of it, again, when you've got nothing left to lose, I'm showing up and I'm not apologizing. And if I swear, I swear. And if I want what I want, I want. You know what I mean? I'm like, I, because I had to rebuild everything from literally ground up. And so um, a lot of gifts in that and tenderness. And for me, I just had to learn to receive even more, even more, even more, even more. I had people that I could call all the time because um, I didn't used to be able to receive. I was a needless, well, I, was a, I was a therapist, you know, I'm like, no, I'm fine, but what do you need? And so yes. yeah. I feel like when life breaks you and breaks you and breaks you, the, the lesson is you don't have to freaking do it alone. There is so much love, so much support, so much help swallow the pride, swallow the whatever, and just receive like that. That's the most important thing ever, ever, ever. I, I love this so much because mm -hmm. there, there are people out there, myself included, who mm -hmm. are so much more comfortable giving than receiving. Absolutely. That's how we're trained though. That's the yes. cultural narrative, right? It is. It really, really is. And, and I've, um, I found that when I allow myself to open and receive, it's a it's a gift for me, but it's also a gift for the person giving. And that's the part that I didn't realize. Yeah. But that in trying to be so self-sufficient and so giving and not receiving, I was depriving mm -hmm. other people from mm -hmm. their gift. And so what a beautiful thing when you're talking about, you know, just accepting the love, just receiving mm -hmm. the support and surrendering. Yeah. 
Very beautiful. Now, I'm certain that there are going to be people listening right now who would love to learn more about you and what you do. Mm -hmm. Can you share where they can find some information? Yeah, sure. My website is TereseSkelly.com and Facebook. There's my personal profile, which that's where most of my stuff is. You can also go to the Fierce AF Women in Business with Therese Skelly. And you don't have to be a woman in business. I do a lot of just life coaching, you know, like personal development stuff as well. And also I have a a new book, Heather, called Love-Based Mission, How to Create a Business that Serves Your Soul. And that is on Amazon or my website. But those those are a few places to find me. Oh, that's outstanding. So I want to make sure that we will... Um, get all of those links from you so that we can put them in the show notes as well for people so that they don't have to worry about it. They can just click and get to see you and find your book and all of that. So awesome. I'm really, really excited about that. And of course, as, as it has it, when we have outstanding guests who have lots of energy and great stories, the time absolutely flies by. (laughs) So it's time for me to ask you um, if you have any you know, final words of wisdom, something that you would love to leave people with that, you know, that they can maybe take action on or just think about. I want you to know that you are the answer to somebody's prayer, that somebody is literally praying for what you have. And it is your responsibility to step up and be the, be the steward of that thing. Right. So, so whatever that is, somebody's praying for that and you are valued and you are needed. So do the work, you know, work through your, your mindset or your visibility issues, do the work because somebody on a soul level is like, please, 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 please show up. I need you. That's what I would say. I love that. Yes, we all have value and it's really important to send that reminder out to each and every one here. Thank you, Teresa. Your, your energy is amazing. Your stories are phenomenal. I appreciate your time. And um, to anyone listening out there, if you enjoyed the show as much as I did, then make sure to share it with a friend. And feel free to give us a great reading as well. We love those. Thank you for those. Therese, thank you again so very much. And I look forward to catching up with you again soon. Thanks, darling.